How's it going guys? Miguel here from CFS Recovery. I am super excited because in this video, I am bringing on a special guest, Raylan Eagle. She runs an amazing YouTube channel, sharing lots of positivity about people who have recovered with CFS. And actually I had the privilege of being on her channel not too long ago when I first started this channel. So first off, I want to say thank you so much for allowing me to come on your channel and share my story back when I first had like two or 300 subscribers. But just to give you guys an idea, if you don't know Raylan yet, which I'm sure most of you do, she developed CFS when she was about 30 years old. She dealt with it for about 10 years. And prior to CFS, she was go, 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 traveling, vacations, work, running 10 kilometers at a time. And it just really hit her hard. So she is now the author of Finding Freedom, she spreads a lot of positivity and inspiration to people in the community. But without further ado, why don't you just introduce yourself, Raylan? Hey, thank you, Miguel. It was, it's so exciting to be on your channel. And it was such an honor to have you on my channel way back whenever that first was. I, your story is so incredible and so moving. And since you being on my channel, so many people have reached out to me saying how helpful they found it. So yeah, it's really exciting to be able to now be here chatting with you. Yeah, awesome. Likewise, likewise. So maybe just give us a rundown for people who don't know your story. Give us like the, the super quick rundown of your journey with CFS. It's remarkable. I've seen a bunch of your videos and people on my channel, they know I tried tons of things to get better, but the amount of things you've tried, the treatments, supplements, the list is probably five times longer than myself. So maybe just touch on that, like tell people about your journey in a nutshell. Sure. So my journey actually started before I even got a CFS. I grew up with a mother who was very unwell and was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. So she got sick when I was about five years old. And hers came on gradually and just got worse over time. And she was sick for decades. And by the end, almost never left the house, barely got out of bed. If she did, she did so in a wheelchair. She just, you know, the same story that many of us have gone through, except pre-internet and all of that. So not a lot of help and not a lot of hope for her, unfortunately. So I grew up with this in my home. So I've been acutely aware of chronic fatigue syndrome for as long as I can remember. And then... I was fortunate enough to carry on the family legacy when I was about 30 years old and I came down with it myself. So I had been in my 20s, like so many of us, very active. I was working full time, going to school part time, working out five or six days a week, sometimes working out more than three hours a day. I was very social. I traveled a lot. I just was go, go, go. I pushed myself very hard. I had zero idea how to take care of myself. I thought self-care was all about how good I looked in a bikini. It That's kind of where it ended. <laughs> I just, that's what diet and for the most part, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but for the most part, it was, I just didn't have, I thought I was taking care of myself, but I really wasn't. And probably what was a perfect storm of things. I got a really bad flu at a point where I was already exceptionally run down and that flu just basically never went away. I got sicker and sicker and within about six months or so was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and 
for about the first year and a half, two years was really unwell. It came on very fast for me. I almost instantly had to quit my job. I took a long-term disability leave from my master's program at university that I was doing part-time. I, of course, stopped going to the gym. I stopped socializing. I barely left the house and I barely got out of bed. I, I always remember it like I this is how I sort of describe the limitations of my world, that I had a mailbox at the end of my block. And 19 days out of 20, there was, it might as well have been on the moon because there's just no way I could get there. So I was just really, really weak. And despite having grown up with it, I always, or having grown up with a mother with this, I always refused to believe that it would happen to me. So in the beginning, I was in denial that this is what I had. I wanted it to be anything but, but it turns out there was no denying. I had all the classic symptoms of severe fatigue and post-exertional leg and body aches and cognitive functions, brain fog. It's just all, all the classic stuff. And for the first couple of years, I spent tens of thousands of dollars. I was taking about 100 pills a day, supplements and prescriptions combined, all at the recommendation of my integrative medicine doctor. I did every therapy that you can think of, just everything. How, no matter how like mainstream or off the wall, I just I could spend 10 minutes just going through them all, but just put in the comments, name one. I, I challenge you and I'll say, yes, I did that. <laughs> you beat me. You beat my high score for sure. Oh, it was just nuts. There's probably, this was more than 10 years ago, 13 or something years ago now. So there's probably new stuff that's out there that I haven't tried. But back then, whatever was available, I did it. Spent every dollar I had, went into debt. And I did in that first about two years recover some. I used to say I recovered 50%, but now looking back, that sounds like a lot because I tried going back to work three days a week for four hours and I couldn't do it. It was impossible. I would have to lay down on my desk and take naps. So that I think it just felt like 50% because it was at least I could get out of bed and I could go places. Yeah. So I got to a point where I sort of gave up on recovery for a while because I'd tried everything. I really didn't know what else to try. I'd done it all. And I figured this, this is as far as I'm going to get. So for a few years, I just focused on surviving and I had to take a break from that recovery bubble too, because 100% of my being was going into recovery and I was miserable. I was severely depressed and I just had to figure out how to be happy again. So for a few years, I just kind of lived and every single day was a struggle. Every day was hard. I crashed all the time. I was forever using more energy than I had, having all these symptom flares, forever trying to hide from the world how sick I was and pretend that I was okay. Forever, every single day, figuring out how I'm going to manage my energy, when I'm going to get those naps in. But yeah, until I got to a point where I realized I couldn't keep living that way, where every single day was so hard and I was fortunate that I had an opportunity to go all in on focusing on my recovery. I met my boyfriend, now husband, Jeffrey, and he offered to support us financially and in every way. And so I put together my own kind of recovery program of sorts from the things that I'd learned or seen over the years that had shown promise, but I'd never had the ability to invest in that because everything I had energy-wise just went into surviving. So now that I had this chance to get serious, I did. And my hope was that it would take about a year 
I say it was probably close to two years before I was fully, fully recovered, but I, I did get there. And for me, it was a combination of things like managing my gut health, like my gut was in terrible shape. So I changed my diet. I went to a plant-based plant diet for a couple of years, which really seemed to help me. I ate a lot of fermented foods with probiotics to help rebuild my gut. And I worked on a very gradual exercise program, starting with one minute every day or every second day of just very gentle movement. And every week or two weeks, I'd add on another minute. And I worked on supporting my body's own natural ability to heal, like the lymphatic system is doing massages and hot, cold shower therapy and just focusing on a lot of the basics, like getting sunshine, doing everything I could to get sleep, even though my sleep was horrendous and working on my mental health, therapy, journaling, meditation, just managing my stress. So it was a lot and it was an iterative process where I had to kind of keep tweaking and learning as I went. But eventually I got back to a place where I am now where I'm working full time, working out five days a week. I can work out as hard as I want and I'm completely fine. I travel, I I work way too many hours. I just <laughs> channel and everything else in addition to my full-time job. But there seem to be no limits to what my body, I'm sure there are, but because I get asked a lot, like, are you really recovered? I'm like, yeah, I feel like by every test imaginable, I'm fully back. So yeah, oh, that, yeah. that's, that's kind of it yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. And for all you people watching this right now, she goes into much more detail on the videos in her channel, like her story of how she traveled and tried all these different things. I would highly recommend to watch that. I will put a link right up here. Um, you know, it's amazing to see how many things you actually tried and just to have that fighter spirit inside that, like that thriver spirit of you were not willing to give up. You would do literally whatever it took to get better. Were there times in your recovery where this might be a rhetorical question, but where you did doubt your recovery or had a lot of these doubts and thinking that you would never get better? Because people see you right now and they're like, wow, you live an awesome life. You're energetic. You're, you're, you're vibrant you radiate this positive energy, but the railing today probably would look very different from the railing 10 years ago. Yeah, I had, throughout that time, for the most part, I hung on to this determination to get fully past this before I even knew it was possible, before I'd ever even heard of a single person getting past it. I was determined that this was not going to be my life. This wouldn't be it. That being said, I, oh yeah, I struggled. I really struggled. I had many moments over the years where I was very hopeless and severely depressed and had thoughts of taking my own life on a couple different occasions during my journey. Because it's hard. It, it's when you've tried so many things and when you've been suffering so long, and I think anyone going through this will get this, that it's never about not wanting to live or not wanting to try anymore. It's just feeling like you have nothing left to devote to the struggle and feeling like you can't, you want the suffering. This, like, I felt like I was on this cycle, this loop of just suffering that I was never going to get out of. And I just wanted the suffering to stop. And I was just exhausted. I was physically exhausted. I was mentally exhausted. And I would just reach points where I'm like, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. But thankfully, I found ways to get through those moments. And I always say, if I could go back to those moments and tell that person 
all that was to come and where I am now, my head would have exploded. I've lived in five different countries. I've visited dozens of countries, traveled the world. I backpacked by myself for a year. I became a scuba diver instructor. I wrote a book. I've just done all these things that I'm so proud of and got remarried, found love again. And just, it's just incredible. But in those moments, it can be hard sometimes to believe that any of that could possibly be possible it's just so epic hearing you describe all those things because you know at your lowest points never even in your wildest dreams would you think that was even on the table because i know what it's like to feel like you're on your final chapter you're like how can there be life after this i'm so broken i'm so deep in the hole I feel like I'm I'm deep in the Marianas Trench, stuck in this submarine with a broken motor, with no radio. I'm lost. There's no way to get out. Like, that's how hopeless it feels, right? Yeah. So talking about how your life is now and all the things you've been able to do, how is life different after recovering versus before recovering? Because we talked about this in the past before. How are you able to deal with stress now? And how have some of your perceptions on life changed now versus before you got sick and and went through these hardships and learned all these lessons? Yeah, that's a really great question, Miguel. And I think, first off, I'm a completely different person than I was before I got sick. I look back at that person and I, most of her, I barely recognize. It's it's crazy. And I've said this before, but if someone, if you, if Miguel, if you're like all of a sudden, by the way, I'm a genie and I can grant you three wishes. Would you want one of those wishes to be that you never got sick? Like I can take away that 10 years of suffering. I can take it all away. Like it never happened. And I've thought a lot about this over the past few years since I recovered and I couldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back because it's changed me profoundly. It just, it taught me so much about myself. And sure, I would have learned some of this over the years, but you know what they call it post-traumatic growth. It's incredibly challenging to achieve the level of growth when things are going smoothly that you, that you do when things are in the toilet. It's, it's, it's bizarre and it sucks and I wish it didn't have to be that way, but it, it taught me a lot. I was in my 20s, I was so insecure. I was afraid of everything. I was so worried about what everybody thought. I was scared to live the life I wanted to live. I had dreams, but didn't feel like I had any right to chase them. I was on a path I knew I didn't want to be on, but did not have the guts to leave it. I didn't like where I was living. I was in a marriage that was not doing well. I was in a job that I hated, a career, not just a job, but my whole career I hated. And just everything was wrong, but I just would have kept going that way. I could probably still be living in that same city, if not in that same marriage, but probably in still that same career. And so now, now I'm just a completely different person. It's, it's, it's taught me how to be the person that I truly want to be. And it's taught me the value of life and how to, there's just no point not going after what you really want that being said I still have a lot to learn and we talked about this when you're on my channel it's it's still a daily thing I I, for a while I thought I'd reached this place of just wisdom and knowledge and experience and everything was going to go smoothly but I still struggle sometimes and I still overdo it and sometimes I still don't take care of myself sometimes I still catch myself falling into old habits and I think how how am I doing this after everything that I know 
But I think the difference is now is that I see it and I catch it faster. So I don't get stuck there anymore. I might get into a bad pattern, but I'm not going to be there for a year. It's going to be weeks or maybe even days. And then I can slowly get myself back on track. We sound very similar in, in that sense because I catch myself every week working a bit too hard, working a bit too many hours, <laughs> getting like five hours of sleep because I'm working on new videos or new things for the program. And then I have to, I, I have to be aware and just catch myself. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, Miguel, if you sustain this, you will end up bedridden. So I'll push myself, but only for a few days at a time. But I know my limits. I know to pull back. I know when to take my foot off the gas pedal. Um, so I think that's definitely something I learned too is, is that awareness of yeah. knowing your limits, but playing within it. Just like that saying they have with the lottery, know your limits, play within it. Yeah. And I think knowing that we're never going to reach this place of perfection and waiting for for this point in my life where I get everything right is a recipe for failure. And admitting that I'm a deeply flawed human being like every other human being on the planet. I, I try and put out so much positivity and hope and good information and support for people that will help people to thrive and live their best lives and be mentally and physically healthy. And in that, it can be easy to start projecting this image like I'm always doing those things. <laughs> and then when I don't, yeah, I have this added stress of, oh my goodness, I'm such a hypocrite. Like, what if someone saw me right now eating ice cream for dinner? So I, yeah. I, it's been a process. It's been a journey of just being more honest with myself that I'm not perfect, being more honest with you guys. I'm sure none of you thought I was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but I had that in my head, like, oh my goodness. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for, for me, I was thinking the same things. That's why I started vlogging. And I'm putting out a vlog like every couple of weeks, but I'm showing people like as soon as I wake up in the morning, I pick up the camera. Like I don't even yeah. get out of bed. I get the camera or myself. Oh, wow. I'm like, guys, I don't want to get up. I feel brutal. Like I wish I could sleep in here another four hours. And like, it just shows the reality. Like even when you're normal, like yeah. there are days when, yeah, you don't jump out of bed with energy. You want to sit around and do nothing or you feel more tired, but you have the ability to go and do stuff now. Right? It gets to the point where now you actually have a choice. Like when you're sick, you don't really have a choice. Sometimes you have to stay in bed, yeah. but yeah, we feel tired. We're normal people. We get stressed out. Problems come up just because you, know, you recover doesn't mean you have to live that perfect lifestyle. So yeah. I think being real with people is so important. So it's so awesome that you're you're doing that on your channel and you've talked to so many people who have recovered you know you're pretty well known in the community and with everything that you put out for people to support them during their recovery what are you most excited about what have people found the most helpful it's an interesting question because i always thought it was going to be my book that's what i put everything into and initially that was going to be my main source of sharing my story and whatever insights I might happen to have with people. Like I, I didn't ever think that my answer was everybody's answer, but I just, I just spent hundreds of hours on it. And I just thought like, I just want to put everything I have into this and put it out there. So at least it's out there. Should someone find it helpful? And people have been very responsive to it, which is amazing. And we're finding it helpful and the channel as well. But I think the thing, the thing that I'm most proud of is recently I put out a Skillshare course. And for people who aren't aware of Skillshare, it's just a 
it's just an online platform like Udemy or all these different options that are out there where they have different courses and you can sign up by a subscription option month by month. It's really quite cheap, reasonable priced. And I, I worked really hard on this course and I spent a better part of a year putting it together. And it's not a course for me telling you how to recover. I, I still don't think that I have that answer for people because I'm learning in the more people I talk to that there are so many different pieces of the puzzle and people need to find their own what works for them. But what this course is, it's called Lifestyle Pacing, Tools for Optimizing Your Energy and Achieving Your Goals. Because what I believe, and in my experience, and from all the people that I've talked to, the most important piece of recovery is finding ways because we are constantly at this energy de deficit. So a really big piece of that is one, knowing how much energy you have. Like most of us don't even have any idea how much energy we have to start with in our life. So having concrete tools to help you assess that. And then not just knowing how much energy you have, but then once you have that knowledge and that awareness, having tools and concrete strategies to make sure that you're channeling that energy towards the things that are going to help you get better. So it's a very easily digestible, it's all video format. Most of the videos are five minutes or less. And it's also an interactive platform where people can talk to each other, share ideas, share support and the reviews, like everything, I was so nervous to put it out. And I thought, I, this is the course I would have wanted. This is what would have kept me afloat when I was trying to recover but the reviews have been just off the charts people have been saying it's been so incredibly helpful and talking about all the different ways that they're using the specific tools in the course that were helpful for me so yeah I'm, I'm proud of everything but I think my YouTube channel I love and I'm passionate about it but it's a lot of information and it can be a lot to dig through and it's kind of spread out all over the place and I think it can be overwhelming for people whereas you know in something like a Skillshare course, it's like where I put my all and it's very concise and to the point and very well organized and actionable steps and kind of cut out the fluff and, and everything else. So yeah, I think so far that's, that's the thing that people have responded the best to. Mm -hmm. For everybody watching this, I'm going to put a link down below in the description. You could go check that Skillshare course out, the lifestyle pacing. I would highly recommend following people either like you're following in our footsteps, either me or Raylan or other people with programs, as long as you resonate with what they're saying, you resonate with their stories and they have been in your shoes before and come out the other side. I think it's so important to, what you're doing is you're essentially buying back time because these things are things you need to know for recovery anyways. You're going to learn them at some point. So might as well learn them sooner than later. And if you can condense the time it takes to, to have this knowledge and learn these steps, then might as well do it. So I'm a huge proponent of self-education. I'm continually investing in myself, taking online courses, whether it's marketing or video production or building a business or learning how to automate things. I'm always looking to level up my skills. And if I can condense the time it takes to learn those skills and learn from other people in one-tenth of the time, that I'm all for it and time is everything. So I would highly recommend you guys go check out that, that program. Yeah, I appreciate that. And 
the reason I chose Skillshare, this specific platform, is because I know people are strapped for money. It's very difficult. So with the link that I'll give you that you'll share, it's an affiliate link, but people who use it can do the course for 30 days for free. And most people say that they can easily do the course within the 30 days. So you can do the, I'll make a small commission, but you can do the course at no cost to yourself. So I just, I feel like it's a, it's a good way to get information out there for people that's easily accessible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's huge. Just being able to offer that 30 days for free, if it works for you, you can continue to choose to continue or not. I think that just shows the confidence Raylan has in the program. Same confidence I've in Recovery Jumpstart as well. We have a 30 day money back guarantee because the last thing we want to do is we, we've been in your shoes before. We know what it's like yeah. to throw money at things and yes. not really get a return. So we don't want to be those people who you have on the radar of like, oh, that person didn't help me. So yeah. in, in terms of your, your book, because I just finished writing my book as well, you go in depth in your story. What was it like writing that book? Did it bring a lot of emotions to the surface? How long did it take you to write it? Like how deep did you go into it? Oh my goodness. It was like, it was a stage of my healing. It was a stage of my recovery for sure. It was so therapeutic. I would be in tears <laughs> multiple times while writing it. I don't remember exactly how long it was over a period of few months, but I clocked the hours and it was over 500 hours that I spent on it. So yeah, it was a considerable amount of time. But I went I went back and I read all my journals from that time, which was a really emotional experience. But time had passed and I just wanted to make sure I was really capturing you know what it what it was like to be in it. So yeah, it was just another stage of my journey. I think it was very therapeutic. If nothing else, um, I, it was a very good experience for me. But yeah, but yeah, totally. There's a lot of time on our hands, but just getting all those thoughts onto paper. When I was sick, I was writing stories and writing about my life. And it just really makes you reflect on how your life has been up to that point. And I mm -hmm. think when you are dealing with something like CFS, you have so much time to yourself that most people don't, that most people don't, like they don't spend that amount of time by themselves, analyzing their own mind, going through their own life. Yeah. So it forces you to face the good, the bad, the ugly yourself on a deeper level that most people don't know, or they, they're forced to learn this like at the end of their life. But a wake up call like this, it forces you to look inward and really level up who you are as a person. So I love what you said earlier, Raylan, in terms of if you had a genie and you could take back those 10 years, you wouldn't do it. So there's, there's no really regret that is there because you've been able to work through it. No, no, there's not. I think there's, there's trauma that you carry with you that you, at least for me, that working on, which I've worked on a lot of it, and I'm very much feeling at peace with a lot of it, but it's, there's things that you carry with you. And I don't want to imply that it was all, it's all good. And everything that came out of it is good, but the good has outweighed the bad by a long shot. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with that statement. Just wrapping up here, what do you have to say to people who are watching this right now and they're where you were 10 plus years ago and they're feeling hopeless and they don't really know what to do and they're just getting into this? What would you want to share with them? I always just want to somehow reach through the camera and just give you a hug because I know this can be hell, nothing short of pure hell. And it can feel like nobody gets it and it can feel like it's never going to stop and it can feel like things are never going to change. And it's a tough thing because 
what can I say to you watching? What could I have said to myself back then that I would have believed or that would have gotten through to me? It's a tough thing, but I think it's just so important to hold on to that knowledge that things change, things constantly change, and it can feel like we're stuck. But I used to think of it like I was in a forest and I've been going through a forest maybe for months or years and it just felt like I was never going to get out of it I didn't even know if I was going the right way I wasn't even sure if I was heading toward the edge maybe I'd just been going circles in all these years I have no idea because lots of times I'd feel like giving up and maybe not like completely giving up and maybe just giving up trying to get better like just there's no point but then I think like what if I'm only like five ten trees away from the edge I picture myself zooming up into the air like a bird and looking down on it and seeing that I was right at the end and I think what a shame it would be if I gave up right now so you don't know where you are in your journey is my point and you could be so much closer than you think to getting past this and whatever you got to do to shape your environment and make yourself find hope and stay inspired and be compassionate to yourself and be kind and find ways to keep picking yourself back up, believing in yourself, believing in your recovery and searching for your answers. Just do whatever you have to do to keep yourself in the space. Cause I do believe after all the people I've interviewed who have recovered that there is hope for everybody. So I think there is hope for you too. So just keep at it. And like I end most of my videos saying like, keep going. You have, totally got this you're stronger than you think you are and you've got this i love what you said there and that whole analogy with a forest like you don't know how close you are you could be three feet from gold just like that saying or yeah. what i like to say is i i'm actually wearing some wristbands right now you might not be able to see this i don't know it's blurry but <laughs> just one mind shift away you could just be one mind shift away from your life mm -hmm. being on a completely different trajectory so keep going don't give up. Keep trying to put your best foot forward. Surround yourself with good, positive people, whether that's a strong community to help you through these dark times. And if you keep going, if you don't stop, it's just a matter of time until you recover. I tell people it's inevitable if you keep going. It's inevitable to get better if you keep going. So if you're watching this right now, I really hope you enjoyed this interview. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. If you did enjoy this content, Make sure to hit that like button. Comment down below your biggest takeaway from this video. Definitely check out Raylan's course, Lifestyle Pacing. I'm going to put that in the link down below. And definitely check out her channel. She has a lot of inspirational stories. So Raylan, thank you so much for coming on to this channel and spending some time doing this interview. It's a pleasure to have you and looking forward to doing it again. Thank you so much for having me. I really excited to have this opportunity. I'm so grateful for everything that you do to help and support people. I think your program is incredible. And I just, yeah, really enjoyed the opportunity to be here to talk to you and, and your viewers. So thank you. Yeah. Awesome. We'll keep in touch and we'll do it again soon.